0: And again, welcome to BitDev. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Ellie Tostado. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for saying your name out loud so that people can know how to pronounce that in a good accent.
1: Yes. <laughs> a lot of people don't know. They're like, is it tostada? And I'm like, no, it's tostado with an O. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, how do we know each other? This is a lot more interesting this time.
1: <laughs> okay, so I met Santiago literally a million years ago. <laughs> like, I first met him in first grade, that's when, and we both had Miss Moore's. Yes. <laughs> First grade class. Yeah. By the way, I loved her. Yeah, Thought she
0: was so nice. I don't know. If she, uh, I have no idea what she would still be doing. But um, you know,
1: teaching maybe. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and you didn't know how to speak English. No. Nope. So my mom actually taught you how to speak English.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, I had to go to school, and. Mm-hmm be at school Mm -hmm. and actually get things from school. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for whatever reason, your mom was there Mm -hmm. and helping translate Mm -hmm. and be there with me to Mm -hmm. help me understand. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was basically fluent by second grade, probably because the brain is a sponge, but also just because I had the help of Mm -hmm. someone there to actually be translating Mm -hmm. things for me. So. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I,
1: I still can't believe, like, I didn't even know that she had that much of an effect on you. <laughs> but that's cool. That's how I know Santiago. And then I I guess we, didn't you, like, leave, though, for
0: a period of time? Right. So I had moved, uh, my family had moved to Edmond-ish um, and then to a different elementary school uh, So I was in Edmond in second grade and then in OKC in third grade, but not the same school. And then in right. fourth grade, I went back to Ralph Downs. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: what a small world. Yeah. And then we just ended up staying in the yeah. same school yeah. after that. <laughs> don't miss middle school. Just going to be honest. Mm,
0: who, who liked middle school? I
1: don't know. I feel I like there's anyone. someone... There's that one kid out there that was like,
0: <laughs> middle school was great. I Puberty loved it. had no effect on me.
1: <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's relive those tragic times.
0: Yeah, no, it was the worst. It was. It really was. <laughs> um, actual first question: What do you do?
1: I am an artist. I sing. I just started my first band called Bedtime. Cool. Yeah. So it's just me and my friend Tanner, and we just make music together. We have another show coming up soon. Sweet. Yeah.
0: How soon is that? Maybe we can plug it. (laughs) It
1: will be April 5th on a Friday at 7.
0: Sweet. Where at?
1: It's going to be at the Performance Lab. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Be there. Be there. (laughs) It'll be so much fun.
1: Yeah. And there's going to be other bands, too. So,
0: um, We all know that genre is nonsense, but what kind of music do you make?
1: <laughs> I would like to say we're definitely, like, alternative electric pop. Okay. That's where I would say that we're at right yeah. now. Yeah.
0: Nowadays, you have to use three genres to describe the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I don't think there's, like, yeah, we're just, like, rock. We're just alternative, just alternative. which means everything, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly,
1: I don't even know why we say alternative anymore. Yeah. Like
0: it just means everything. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, well, cool. Uh, why those things?
1: <laughs> um, I would say a lot of it came from we both had inspirations by similar artists. Mm-hmm. So one of them was Laney. Um, he does a lot of like synth pop. Mm-hmm. And it sounds, it has almost like this 80s vibes to it. And so, like, we're mm-hmm. really into 80s. Yeah, yeah. Or at least I know for sure, <laughs> like, from my end, I'm really into 80s music. Mm-hmm. And then some of the pop stuff was from this band that I've admired for a while now. And they're called Years and Years. Mm-hmm. And they're just like one of my favorite pop bands. Yeah. Of all time. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um, I'll get back to that later. But first, uh, how did you first get started doing music?
1: Um, I guess I, like, I really got invested in it when I started taking voice lessons at Mong Studios. Hmm. Um, and my voice teacher was like, I think you should, like, maybe consider doing more stuff with this and yeah. possibly go to ACM. And I was like, what's that? Yeah, And she was like, oh, it's a school of contemporary music. And I was like, wait, they have that in Oklahoma of all (laughs) places. And she's like, yeah, I went there. You should definitely check it out. And so I was at, I was still taking, like I was, I'm a college graduate. Like I already have my bachelor's Mm -hmm. in business, but I was thinking of like doing more stuff. I was going to do something artistic either Mm -hmm. way. And so I checked out the school and I don't know. Yeah. It just like I was like, okay, this is I think this is it. This yeah. is what I want to do. <laughs> so that's pretty much how it kind of got started was me taking voice lessons and actually like being serious about it mm-hmm. and like wanting to know what I can do to get better.
0: Yeah. Um so I guess what made you start in business or I guess sort of begrudgingly start in business? <laughs> um,
1: I started business just because I think I've I always thought business was interesting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day, like everything we do mm-hmm. is a business. Yeah. So that's why I took it. I was like, I'm either I'm going to need to know this mm-hmm. and I might as well just know this myself. Yeah. And not do anything that like will cause me like to lose money. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's why I took it. Yeah. Um. How does that make its way into the music stuff that you're doing?
1: Um, I definitely start thinking about, like, okay, demographic. Mm -hmm. Who am I reaching out to? Um, Places, like, now that I just started this band, like, where should I perform? Where would be good places that people would want to hear my music? Mm -hmm. Because it would kind of be redundant or, like, kind of silly to go to a country bar and Mm -hmm. sing pop music. Because I don't think anyone's going to want to listen to that.
0: Exactly. So... (laughs) Yeah. um, What is your goal as an artist?
1: Okay. I've been, I tell people this all the time. I'm not in it to be famous whatsoever. I just, I I would be happy to just go on tour and mm-hmm. make make music. Like that's, yeah. that's all I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be famous. I just want to make music and go on tour. Yeah. And just have a comfortable
0: living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's lots of bands that do that. They're not crazy famous. They're not mm-hmm. playing stadiums all the time. But they're just consistently working mm-hmm. and live that way. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong
1: with that. I kind of find the idea of being famous overwhelming mm-hmm. anyway. Like, yeah. it's just too many people looking in on your life. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want
0: that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean... If it happened, how would you navigate it, I guess? <laughs>
1: um, If it happened, I would definitely be that artist, I think, that would talk about, like, my personal life, like, me. But if I was in a relationship or something like that, like, I kind of want that stuff to not yeah. be in the public eye. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like the other person shouldn't have to be involved in exactly. this. That is my life that mm-hmm. I chose for myself. Yeah. So I think that's what I would do. I would keep my personal life personal and yeah. whatever I want to show, I'll talk about.
0: Exactly. So. <laughs> um, what, what inspires your music? Oof. <laughs> I
1: would have to say a lot of it is mostly just experience that I've had in mm. my life. Like, one of the songs I wrote about a guy, Mm -hmm. and it took me a long time to, like, finally get to a point of, like, oh, I want to actually, I need to write a song about this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I finally wrote it, and I read it, and I was like, man, I didn't know how much it affected me. But it it really did affect me Mm -hmm. and, like, made me realize, like, oh, wow, I didn't know this person had this much of an impact in my life.
0: (laughs) Um, and was it good for you to let that out
1: yes I would say because a lot of it is not like most of it is stuff that I've written about like relationships and stuff like that or lack thereof Um, Mm -hmm. but seeing it and reading it I'm like okay it's finally out it's not inside of me it's kind of like a weight has been lifted off Mm -hmm. of my shoulders so I'm like it's gone it's mm-hmm. done. I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so what other artists have you grown up with and what are you listening to now that's impacting you?
1: Um. So I grew up. Because my mom is Mexican, so I grew up listening to, like, Luis Miguel and (laughs) stuff like that. So in my mind, I think Luis Miguel is, like, the Hispanic version of Michael Buble. Okay, yeah. So there was, like, a long period in my life where I was like, I'm going to be, like, the next Michael Buble. Like, that's (laughs) what I want to do. And I—not that that music is— bad or anything it's just like as I grew up I was like there's more out there that Mm -hmm. I think is kind of more of what I'm thinking or what I'm wanting to be like and so then it got me into years and years (laughs) and they they're like Ollie who's the lead singer he just talks about not only like relationships it's a lot like, mental health, like, he likes talking about that kind of stuff, too. And mm-hmm. also, like, the 1975, I just like how they talk about things that are impacting the world right now, mm-hmm. like Trump and stuff yeah. like that. Like, he literally used a line that Trump said in one of their songs. And mm-hmm. I just was like, I, I felt inspired by that. Mm-hmm. I want to do stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit more... I guess, philosophical. Um, why should music be taught?
1: Oh, I mean, I think music should be taught because I, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't good with theory.
0: Mm.
1: I didn't know anything about theory. When I took stuff in middle school and high school, they didn't really go as deep. Mm-hmm. And I or I, I also noticed that the teachers didn't really take time to explain stuff, and I mm-hmm. asked questions, and they were like, uh, you don't need to really mm-hmm. need to worry about it." But like, if you're going into production and you're talking mm-hmm. to someone who a vocalist and a production person who are talking to each other, mm-hmm. like you need to talk about things and you can't say, "Oh, I just need this to be higher pitch. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like do you want it what like in the key of G c mm-hmm. like, yeah. Explain.
0: Or just pick a higher note in the melody Mm -hmm. or something.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of people don't... They're like, oh, man, I have to go through that. I don't want to study that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you want to know that. Yeah. You need to know that. It's going to help you in the long run. Mm -hmm.
0: And then what makes music in general important?
1: I mean, music is just... uh, I don't even... I can't even think about a world without music. It's, I feel like the only way people can truly express their true feelings mm-hmm. in a pure form mm-hmm. now without, well, I can't say that about everyone. But like <laughs> at least the artists that I listen to, I would like to say like their stuff seems more organic and not so formulated like we need to get a number one on the charts type mm-hmm. thing. So I think music is just important just so everyone knows that they're not alone, you know, that everyone has a similar feeling or thought during some point in their life. Mm -hmm.
0: Is there such a thing as bad music? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. God,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Ariana Grande. I'm going to just not a fan.
0: Yeah, just, that's I'm fine. just
1: going to be honest. I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I I can't get on top of that, I guess. Hmm. I don't know.
0: Will you concede that she's a great singer?
1: She is a great, she has, I just, it's mostly her lyrics, I think. Yeah, I'm yeah. just, it's so repetitive. Mm. And it's almost like, eh. Like, is she writing it because she actually thinks it? Is it mostly done by her? Co-writers and mm-hmm. people that she's working with.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually something that came up in uh, one of my classes is, is it important for a singer to write their own songs? Or, you know, people still worship like Elvis, mm-hmm. uh, and he never wrote any he music whatsoever. He never wrote whatsoever. any of his, yeah.
1: I think there's a fine line between I think you should write your own music. But I also think I think what's important is if you feel what you're singing, Mm. if you don't have any sense of like connecting with the lyrics, then why Mm -hmm. are you even singing in the first place? Yeah. I think that's more important to me because not everyone can write Mm. like. But if you have a good voice, like, I don't see why you shouldn't have a chance of singing.
0: Yeah. So performance is a big part of it since we're talking about singers. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you treat performance as a part of the music?
1: Oh, I think I know that when I first started ACM, I know... Like, I was that girl who just, like, stood next to the mic, and (laughs) that's—I didn't even move a centimeter. Mm. But, like, the more I've started getting comfortable with the audience, like, the more I do want to show, like, I want to move around the stage. I want to connect with Mm -hmm. my band. Yeah. I think from artists that I like, I like seeing them connect with their band. Mm -hmm. I like seeing emotion. I like them, like, going crazy on stage just to express a song. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very boring if <laughs> an artist just, like, stands there and just doesn't do anything the whole time. Like, right. Show me something. Yes. Show me emotion.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Break a little. Break a little. It's okay.
1: <laughs> I want to see you break because then I'll break too and we'll yeah. all break together. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, So what allows you – to get to that point to where you are able to move on stage and, yes, break a little. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I still get nervous, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think I the more I do it, the more comfortable I am. And then I'm like, okay, this is me showing my emotion. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't. I think it also has to get to a point of like, I just don't care because mm-hmm. this is, at the end of the day, my expression, my thoughts during this song, and I want to give people a show and people, like, have something to talk about. Yeah. Even if it may not be good. They're still mm-hmm. talking about me, so sure. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, But, yes, with performing, and you kind of talked about it a little, that, like, the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. Mm. So that is a little bit of practicing. Yes. What is... What is it about being a musician that people don't normally see?
1: I think, I mean, I'm going to bring it back to like, I think people still have this idea that we don't get nervous. Mm-hmm. I still get nervous all the time. And even artists that I've watched like documentaries about, they mm-hmm. still talk about how they get nervous still yeah. during every performance. and. That already, like, relieves so much stress for me because I'm like, I need to get to a point where I shouldn't be stressed or nervous about performing ever. And then here are all these artists that, like, still talk about how they get nervous, how they sometimes Mm -hmm. even still get panic attacks. And I'm like, okay, cool. If this person can do it, I can do it too. Right. So I think that helps me also practice. Yeah. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get doing it Mm -hmm. and not worry so much about what other people are seeing or whatever. They just
0: become, like,
1: a part of the show too if they're, like, cheering you on
0: and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, What's something in music that you are still working on that you're like, "Ah, I still can't do this thing? And what's something that you've gotten over that you didn't think that you could do before?
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would say moving on stage is a big thing that's the one thing I would say I didn't think I could overcome mm-hmm. um, what I'm still working on I guess is still like calming myself down be- before a show because mm-hmm. it doesn't when I get nervous it's not like a week that I'm like nervous it's literally maybe an hour before I'm yeah, about yeah. to go on stage I'm like oh my god Ugh, and it's just like it really bothers me. It makes me so tense. And so sometimes, not saying that everyone should do this, but mm-hmm. I will, I do take a shot of tequila to help me with my nerves. Sure. So,
0: <laughs> you are of legal age. You can do these things. So, that's true. <laughs> I am of age. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then. What advice do you have for other musicians that are trying to be better musicians?
1: I would say just don't be afraid of what other people think because I think that that's a lot of it is just like, oh, I'm going to go on stage. I'm going to do this thing. But what's everyone else going to say about Mm. it? I think you just need to start letting that idea go because at the end of the day – that's not what it's about it's mm-hmm. about your performance and like what you're trying to convey to the audience
0: yeah um for you as a singer um there's kind of a lot of identity attached to your instrument mm-hmm. um i was kind of talking to a friend about this recently that like so much my so much of my identity has been attached to the fact that, like, I'm a tenor. I sing high. Mm -hmm. Um, And even in, like, elementary school, Mm -hmm. I sing soprano. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yes, I sing high. And then it, like, fell away once Mm -hmm. I hit puberty. But, like, so. (laughs) um, How much of your identity is sort of attached to your voice?
1: Oof. I, uh, man, I never thought of I guess a lot of it now that I think about it, because for most of my singing career from, like, elementary school to middle school and some of high school, I was, I was an alto. Mm-hmm. So I could sing all of, like, male vocals yeah, yeah. just fine. And even now, I would say... The artists I look up to are mostly, like, male
0: Mm. leads. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because, one, I can sing, and I'm comfortable singing that range. But I I guess that's also just, like, what I like. Mm -hmm. I'm just really—I just like that sound. Yeah, yeah. So I don't see myself (laughs) really singing— I I have... I'm having Sephra teach me to do whistle tones, though. Ooh, cool. So <laughs> she says I am capable of, like, reaching those high notes, but a lot of me is, like, scared
0: <laughs> of, like, discovering this uncharted territory. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's uncharted territory for me. I, like... And guys can sort of do whistle tone, mm-hmm. but it's, like, not... doesn't sound good. Mm-hmm. So what... What even are the logistics of getting that sound out of you? <laughs>
1: um, well, like we're doing right now, we're mostly just focusing on doing warm-ups mm. that like help me reach those high notes. Yeah, yeah. So that's all we're worried about right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not even really touching a song that right, right. has like whistle tones in it yet. Um, I am doing like higher Vocals, Um, I never really sang a Years and Years song before because Mm -hmm. his vocals are higher than what I normally sing, Mm -hmm. but I'm starting to work on his songs more and getting comfortable singing his range because I didn't think I would, I could, (laughs) but Sephra says I'm doing okay. I'm like, okay, cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I guess for listeners who aren't this inside baseball, uh, Whistle Tones is like the the super high notes that, like, Mariah Carey hits and, like, the the big the big stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not everyone can do that. No. <laughs>
1: she didn't. Well, she, we, like, we were going through notes, and it was kind of just, she just kept going, and she just kept on going. And she's like, you mm. can hit these. Yeah. Why aren't you exploring these, this mm. area of your voice? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: <laughs> so here I am. Going yeah. through it, <laughs> and and that's kind of the the identity thing that mm-hmm. I was talking about. It's like, oh, I'm I'm the low singer. So I know I, I'm I like sing here.
1: This is this is my happy space. Like, <laughs> should I just like stay here, or should mm-hmm. I really explore the whistle tones and just like become Brendan Urie because <laughs> he's just amazing. Yeah,
0: he's the, the whole range. <laughs> yes, he just
1: has it all.
0: Like. <laughs> Yeah, there's a symbol there. (laughs) That was a symbol. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do you think that you can take up like the higher female range? I I
1: would like to add that to my belt. Like, I think that would be cool. Mm -hmm. So mentally, I'm thinking, yes, I got this. Yeah, yeah. Deep down inside, I'm
0: like so scared, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where do you write? your songs on your voice?
1: Um, I usually write them at my comfort zone, which is usually just like the male mm-hmm. range. So that's usually where I stay. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I haven't written a song that's just like in a higher key than what I normally am used to or anything. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so... I do hire harmonies Mm -hmm. for other people, but I just (laughs) never really think about using it for my own stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Thinking of singing for other people, um, how do you feel being like a song stylist, I guess, in in the Elvis sort of thing, um, outside of making your own music or singing for other people's recordings?
1: Um, I actually really enjoy it. Um, like literally before I came here, yeah, I yeah. just did a recording with my friend Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a rap in this song and he wrote the lyrics and everything. And he was just like, I just want you to do it like this. And I was like, OK, cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just him. Like I've worked with a few like with you mm-hmm. before and other people. And they're like, I just want you to do this. Like, how do you feel about it? I usually I'm I say yes to pretty much. Anything. yeah yeah because I'm like, eh, why not? Mm-hmm. It's a chance to like try something else. Mm-hmm. I just don't do country. <laughs> That's probably like where I draw the line. <laughs> um,
0: how much of this is something I ended up talking to Stephanie about how mm-hmm. much of your artist image is attached to you being Hispanic?
1: Ooh. I would say also, a like, a good majority of it. Because mm-hmm. I, like, I don't want to be seen as the, like, oh, she's Hispanic. Like, yes, I am. Like, that is a part of me. But I just don't want to be, like, labeled mm-hmm. as just the Hispanic <laughs> person. um But... I mean, also, like, just thinking back of like music that I grew up listening to, like, a lot of it was in Spanish because that's what my mom showed me. Mm-hmm. And then even today, like, one of my favorite opera singers, like, they sing in Spanish and Italian. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. It makes me think of like in the future, I would like to write stuff in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. And also in English. Cause I <laughs> think, and like, maybe even Italian. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll
1: see. But I would like to write music in another
0: language. Yeah, yeah. Do you get pressured by family, like, oh, you should write something in Spanish? Because I, I get that all the time. You do?
1: <laughs> no, my mom's pretty chill. She's just like, whatever you want to do, I'll support you. I'm like, yeah. Hey, thanks, mommy. Yeah. So. From
0: personal experience, your mom's pretty great.
1: <laughs> I, I would like to say
0: she is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> um, Switching gears a little bit, um, what is the role of spirituality or religion in your life?
1: I would say I am spiritual. Mm -hmm. I would not say I am religious in any way, shape, or form. I do, because I was raised Catholic, I do believe in, like, my santos and my santas (laughs) and, like, all that. But I also believe in, like, Buddha. So,
0: sure. (laughs) Because
1: <laughs> I mean, like, why not? Buddha's cool.
0: So mm. uh how did you get there from Catholicism?
1: Um, so I should also mention my father was a Jehovah Witness. Mm. <laughs> so there was also that playing into it. And my father, he was very much like wanted to follow like the Jehovah Witness like Bible and stuff like that. And raised Catholic and then also, like, seeing what his Bible was about. Like, Mm -hmm. the two worlds didn't mesh. Like, it didn't make sense to me. And I just—I would remember getting into arguments with him about just, like, he thought that people who were gay should, like, die. They should, Mm -hmm. like, vanish and not exist. And I would fight him and be like, why? Like— isn't that against the Bible? Like, doesn't the Bible teach you to love everyone and Mm -hmm. accept everyone? Isn't that contradicting? He's Mm -hmm. like, well, not in my Bible. And I'm like, (laughs) why do we have religion? Like, that just doesn't, Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I also, being like from where we grew up and everyone being Christian, and I kind of felt like being Christian was kind of like, I'm Christian, are you a Christian? Mm -hmm. And then it would be like a thing of, Well, they only pick and choose what they want to be Christian about. So then I'm like, what is that? Mm -hmm. What's the point? Mm -hmm. Why are we – what's the point of being part of a religion if you are going to pick and choose what you want to believe at the end of the day?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But still you are able to remain spiritual. So what keeps you from going off that other deep end? (laughs)
1: Um, what has prevented me? I guess I would like to say there's a part of me that thinks that there is something bigger out Mm -hmm. there. Don't know if it's God. I just want to believe that there's something bigger out there that's, like, Mm -hmm. keeping us zen Mm -hmm. and and good. Mm. Um, I think that's mostly it.
0: Yeah. Um, So what is... God to you or what is your definition of God?
1: God is someone who accepts everyone for who they are and doesn't judge anyone. Mm. Um, I don't feel like he necessarily has like defined rules. I think if you're just not a bad human being, like I Mm -hmm. think you're good in his book or her book or whoever, or if there's multiple gods, I don't know. There could be more Mm -hmm. than one.
0: Sure. (laughs) <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I think that's pretty much yeah. it
0: for me. I appreciate the openness. Um, this is a question that I persist in asking, even though not everyone thinks about it as much as I do. But is free will an illusion? D- does free will exist?
1: Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think free will does exist. I think at the end of the day, anyone can do whatever they want. Mm. I mean, people have started cults. That happened out of free will. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) no one was like, we shouldn't start a cult because that's just morally wrong. No, someone had a cult. Someone did that. I don't know why I brought cults up, but I've kind of been (laughs) really into cult culture right now. Wouldn't that
0: just be culture? Boom. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Here's your Ooh. pun for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I guess I just thought of it now. I don't know why I haven't been asking it, but heaven, hell, yes, no? <laughs> um I I believe that there's like
1: another life after this. Mm. I don't know if it's considered heaven or hell, mm-hmm. but I think that there's more to this than just we just die and then we just disappear from the universe
0: sure Um, where does good come from and how do you determine good to you
1: Hmm. I think good can come from anything I think you I think everyone has a sense of knowing this is a good thing this is maybe not a good thing Mm -hmm. But I think also just being raised and just, I don't know, I I guess I was lucky in that sense of, like, seeing how my mom raised me and she told me, don't judge people. Like, Mm -hmm. you should love everyone. If they haven't done anything to you, don't do anything to them. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's where I just thought, okay, that's what makes a good person if they're not judgmental Mm -hmm. or if they just accept me for who I am. Like, I don't have to explain myself to anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Going a little bit more on the political side, since you have already mentioned it, Um, but less negative. Uh, (laughs) How do we reduce the division that seems to be permeating our culture?
1: I think... I would have to say... I feel like people get really upset easily nowadays Mm -hmm. and everything has to be like, that's so racist, where I feel like a few years ago it wasn't like that. Like, not everything was like such a, that was so racist, like, you shouldn't be saying that. And I think we kind of need to go back to not taking every joke little things so seriously and getting Mm. so angry about it Mm -hmm. like let's get upset about other things not like (laughs) tiny things that will eventually go away and no one's going to even remember Mm. i think that's part of the division that we have is like everyone's just getting upset about anything Mm. anything that happened they'll just get upset about sure um Anything else? I think we just need to go back into, like, what happened to all of us just accepting each other? When did this divide of just because Trump became president mean that we had to all just hate each other all of mm-hmm. a
0: sudden? Yeah. Um. How do we get there?
1: I think we just—it's a conversation that we just need to keep having with everyone, you know? Like, I have— a few friends who are Republican mm. and like we talk and we get into political like debates or whatever sure. but it's a debate it's not an argument right. we never it's never a line of like I never feel uncomfortable or get angry it's mm-hmm. like you heard my point of view and I don't agree with it okay that's fine you yeah. don't have to agree with what yeah. I say <laughs> I think that's what needs to happen is just like we need to listen to each other but we don't have to necessarily agree
0: right with what we're saying Mm -hmm. um how can anyone how do us little people make change in the world I
1: think being involved just simply being involved in your community. Just, mm-hmm. like, go to those marches. I go to those market mm-hmm. marches. Like, I don't think maybe right now it doesn't seem like a lot, but, I mean, during the teacher's march, I felt like at least a little something happened. Yeah. It wasn't a lot, but it was better than nothing. Yeah. And going to the women's march, I you keep just seeing more and more people wanting to support Mm. that and I don't see why not we just need to keep doing that keep don't be afraid to talk about those issues that you have Mm. and be part of the community
0: yeah um what are you optimistic about for our future
1: I'm optimistic like Trump's not going to be our president forever and Mm -hmm. he's not at the end of the day like each state has basically their own Congress Mm -hmm. and you can really make a difference in your own state. Just think like think small and then like go into reaching the top, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, But I, I I think it will be a good future. I think right now the people I talk to, I don't see why we're going to be stuck in this situation of like, being divided. Yeah. I'm positive that seeing people that want to help, want to make a change, I think we will make a change and be yeah. connected.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, does your music take part in the change that you want to see in the world?
1: Um, I don't. I guess not if I'm
0: being honest because most of it is about me. I feel like the the implication (laughs) about that question, I'm not saying that – I don't want to imply that your music has to.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: More so does Mm -hmm. it is what the question is trying to say. (laughs) No,
1: it it honestly isn't. It's mostly about like my Mm -hmm. personal stuff. But do I want to get to a point where I can like write a song and have it be a political statement? Yes. Mm -hmm. I just need to be in that creative space to be able to, like, write it. Mm -hmm. But hopefully in the future.
0: Yeah. Um, Going back to a little bit more moral sense, um, are humans bad by nature?
1: I don't think so. I don't think anyone's bad by nature. I think it's just the environment Hmm. that you grow up in determines if you are a good person or a bad person. Mm -hmm. Because even like in science, they've had like children who just didn't get any physical touch, like they Mm -hmm. die Mm -hmm. if they don't. So I just think depending on how you're raised, where you're raised will determine on how you become as a. Adult human.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few more questions. Um, what makes you happy? Ooh.
1: <laughs> chocolate makes me happy. Little baby animals make me happy. Rainbows. Gay people. Um, people in general make me happy. Music makes <laughs> me happy. I don't know. I guess a lot of things make me happy.
0: <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, I guess now it's three more questions, actually. Darn it. Um, what have you been listening to lately that you want other people to hear about? Ooh, okay. I've been listening to this
1: band called Honey the Band. They have this, like, almost rock, almost, but it, it's almost like a nos- like a nostalgic, like, rock. Almost like they have the 70s vibe. I think they're really cool. That's who I've been listening to a lot lately.
0: Not just Honey, but Honey the Band.
1: Honey the Band. Cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um what advice do you have for people in general?
1: Hmm I don't know. I think can we just like be nice? Like <laughs> I feel like just being nice to someone can really make a difference in someone's day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: be nice everyone. Just be nice. <laughs> Good.
0: Um and lastly, cake or pie? Oof. Oof. Hmm. Hmm. I <laughs> It's the hardest question on here.
1: Cheesecake. <laughs> I'm gonna go with cake because I like cheesecake.
0: So this has been a common occurrence on the podcast. Okay, is cheesecake cake? Define See, pie.
1: Okay, I feel like a pie has to have like that that crust, and it has to be made in a. Wait, hold on. Oh my goodness. Yeah, mm. and that's that's the
0: weird part. Like people are like, "Ooh, cheesecake," therefore cake. But, like, most cake is not cheesecake. (laughs) Hmm.
1: I'm going to go with it's a pie because then I think of, like, key lime pie, which is almost a cheesecake. Mm -hmm. And key lime pie is also really good. Yes. Fine. I'm going to change my answer. It's going to be pie.
0: (laughs) I I think it's better if we don't define cheesecake as cake because – like, again, most cake is not like cheesecake. Exactly. <laughs> it's a pie. Right. So I like having that qualification because it clears up what mm-hmm. people's tastes are. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there are cake people. And like, yeah, I like the airy sponginess mm-hmm. of the thing. It's like, yes, that's the cake part. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, yeah. True. True. Yeah. yeah. Ellie, thank you for doing this with me.
1: Anytime, Santiago. <laughs>
0: uh, where can we find you and your things? Plug your stuff.
1: Um, so right now we have an Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, SoundCloud, and it will all be under Bedtime the Band. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, what about you?
1: Me, you can find me as Flower Boy, and the boy is with an I, not a Y. Because um, memes. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: underscore 94.
0: Flower Boy underscore yes. 94. Yes. <laughs> um, and what was, when and where is that show that we so, mentioned earlier?
1: April 5th at the Performance Lab at 7.
0: Sweet. Yeah. Be there. Be there. Have fun. Listen So to much fun. Awesome music. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm Santiago Ramones.
1: And I am Ellie Tostado.
0: You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. You can download or pay for my demo, Songs with Words. Pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will be having my graduate composition recital. or It won't say recital. It'll say performance because I feel <laughs> like the term recital is really boring and dry. And this is not a boring and dry show.
1: Performance.
0: Yes. Um, It is on April 11th at the Jazz Lab at 730. Um, And the day before, if you still, like, I guess if you want to just stay the night at the Jazz Lab for Power Cycle and Friends, which is going to be on April 10th, and then my... Uh, concert, performance, machinations, the next day on April 11th, then yeah, do that. Wednesday and Thursday. You've got your week pretty much planned out from there.
1: Exactly. You could just (laughs) spend the night outside in tents.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty intense. Um, And you can find all of the podcasts on uh, my website and on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, on Stitcher, Google Play, and recently, Spotify.
1: Spotify. Um,
0: Yeah, you can uh, comment and leave reviews and do all the things on each of the things that have those that you can say them. (laughs) Let me know what you think and say hey, Ellie's awesome or Santiago needs to stop laughing at everything because that little (laughs) is really annoying. Uh, Uh, this is just a critique of myself. I listen to the podcast and so I was like, oh, dude, shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.